Hello, I'm Paul Moore, and you're listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. Thank you, Herman. And that was Herman Even. And before we go, because of the nature that we're talking about today, could you pray from us right from the very start? You bet. Lord, thank you so much that you have provided your image to us and there's so much that we can learn and so much that we can understand as we reflect on that image. Lord, I pray for clarity again in your precious name. Amen. Herman, thank you, sir. And hallelujah. Um, we have been talking about the design for men and women, right? Right. And how that reflects the image of God. I mean, it's cool, right? Right. I can walk in and over a cup of coffee sound like I'm a pretty good and godly man if I can start reciting this image of God stuff, but how does it relate? Great question, because if you notice, we've started with the design of men and women and how that fits into the image of God. I'm going to tell you right now that if you can understand the image of God, you're going to see how it impacts all of life. It works in everything practically everything that that uh, you would assume that it might work in in the way that you look at particular words in scripture the way that you're going to see hymns as you sing the hymns you're going to see the image of god as you look at particular scriptures you're going to see the image of god and most importantly most importantly if you understand the image of god you're going to understand why relationships particularly men and women relationships work best when they are done according to the image of God. If you don't understand the image of God, you're not going to understand some of those critical issues. So I'm going to say to you right now, hold on before we go there, because we do want to talk about, we want to end up there today talking about the image of God and how it works in relationships in particular. But let's go back and make certain that we understand the basis that we're talking about this image of God. Okay, so let me be clear here. You're not saying this image of God stuff is just nice to know things. Right. You're telling me it is critical to the success of our relationships? Absolutely. I'm saying that. In fact, one of the most important things that that I I hope is happening as we talk about all this great relationships material, what I hope is happening for people is they're actually understanding God's word through the mechanism of relationships. That's the whole point of why this material is available. It literally helps you understand God's Word through the avenue of relationships. You don't necessarily need to go to seminary to understand. All you need to do is do relationships better, and it helps you understand the concept of theology. Okay, well, I got to tell you, I'm married and divorced. Mm -hmm. My expertise to be here with you is that I am a good example of a bad one. <laughs> relationships. Well, same for me. I have a great stack of relationship failures. And I got to tell you, in any counselor's office I've ever been in, they never said, Paul, have a seat. We need to talk about the image of God. Right. Because they don't understand how foundational that is. They don't understand how foundational the designs of men and women are. They don't understand how all that fits together so that you can ultimately understand the solution and the tools that we've been talking about. Okay, This well, is foundational. Well, that's good that you're saying that, and I don't mean to be disrespectful here. That sounds good, and I'm willing to follow you because I know you. You're a good and godly man, but I need something more that sounds good. All truth is God's truth, and normally it's housed in the Bible, so can you give me some verses that say you've got the corner here? Let's back into... The, what we were ending with in the last program, 
which was trying to help you understand that the image of God has something to do with this concept of maleness and femaleness. Now, where are we getting that? We're getting that from Genesis 1, 26 and 27, that God specifically is talking about that the image of God has something to do with he created them male and female. Male and female, he created them. And we laid those phrases parallel and said that the idea of the image of God and maleness and femaleness are interchangeable. We pose that as a possibility and have been thinking about it, but we ended last time talking about some specific verses that will help you see that this idea of powerful and relational is the way that we're talking about the image of God. We're not talking about it from the viewpoint of uh, emotions, intellect, and will. That is the common teaching on the image of God. We're talking about that the image of God has something to do with its maleness and femaleness. Maleness being more on the powerful side, femaleness being more on the relational side, okay? Because both of those terms come from the design of men and women. Men are testosterone-based, women are estrogen-progesterone-based. Women are relational, the helper concept. Men are the worker, powerful concept. And when you look at all of God's attributes, you can see those two terms interwoven throughout all of his attributes. You can see and take his attributes and line them up under those words. Powerful, relational. You had made a point, and I want to be sure I make it again when we're talking about this powerful and separate and relational and nurturing. Mm -hmm. Equal in value, different in design. That's exactly right. And that's where we're going to go to help us understand why the designs are important. We're going to talk about relationships eventually as we come through this. But let's set some scriptures out to help people understand again that this idea of powerful and relational is truly part of God's image. Let's go back to Micah 6, 8, one of my favorite verses, one of the things that uh, I, I subscribe to, that if, if the Bible got taken away from you, you really need this one memorized. You really need this scripture memorized. He has shown you, O oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of thee? But to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Now, what we're wanting to do is look at each one of these scriptures and try to dissect them into two parts. Powerful, relational. That's all we're wanting to do. We're not trying to understand the verse beyond that, okay? So, if we look at this verse, he has shown thee, O oh man, Micah 6, 8, is there a powerful component? Sure is, to do justice. Justice is not about relationships. It's about getting things right, doing it right. And right is always on the powerful side. He also talks about loving mercy, relational. Additional, walk humbly with your God. We have those two components sitting right there. Let's mention the Isaiah 57, 15 verse that we talked about last time also. This is one of the most interesting verses, I think, that I have found in God's Word that really highlights this powerful and relational. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in a high and holy place. Powerful, separate, very different than us. Immediately, the next, next part of it says, and with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Wow, there it is again. Powerful, way off up there, but he's with us, the contrite and humble. He is relational also. 
great verses to start seeing that. Ephesians 4.15, one of the key verses that we talk about in relationships. What are the three words that we typically use there in Ephesians 4.15? Speaking the truth in love. What's truth? Power. What's love? Relationship. Relation. <laughs> now, love is one of those interesting, very interesting words that I believe actually fits in both categories. Which is funny because God is defined as love. That's exactly right. Way to think. Good thinking there. And what we want to be considering here is the very thoughts that you had with that statement. Once you start seeing the powerful and relational components, you start saying, oh my goodness, the entirety of the... God is 100% all of these things all of the time. And yet... He is asking us to take the same things on with us. We can't be 100% of these things all the time, but we can operate effectively in each situation as they show up. As they show up. Now, Herman, if I can, we can go to the website. That's Great Relationships, gr8relationships.com. A lot of what we're talking about can be found in Chapter 2 in the lessons there on the web. And we'll be back right after this. Quotes for great relationships. If you use your past for illumination, your future is bright. If you use your past for contamination, your future is bleak. Virginia Satir. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down. www.gsot.edu gsot.edu or call 877-476-8674 877-476-8674 Now get going! Now. We're back. Greatrelationships.com. That's grnumeratrelationships.com is a website. Paul Moore here with Herman Eben. And Herman, before the break, you made an interesting comment that I want to loop back to. You know, we, we often think, at least more mature believers, that we become living Bibles, that mm -hmm. God's Word is written on our heart. Mm -hmm. Right? So you said one of the verses we ought to know is the Micah 6, 8. If there wasn't a Bible around, one of the verses definitely should be in our hearts is Micah 6, 8. But more than unpacking the theological references and all, you said this shows separate and powerfulness in the relational nurturing component of God. That's right. It shows both of them. And that's what we're trying to show you with a variety of verses here. 
uh, I would challenge you to go and just look at any verse and see if you can see separate and powerful in it. Often you can do that type of thing. Micah 6 8 is the verse that we need to uh, be thinking about there. But I've mentioned Micah 6 8. I mentioned Isaiah 57 15, two really neat verses. Ephesians 4 15, truth and love. Here's another great verse, 2 uh, Second Timothy 1 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but what? Of power and love and a sound mind. Wow. Wow. <laughs> there it is right there. Isn't that amazing? Uh, Genesis 1 28. Let's go back there. Genesis 1.28 says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. What is the separate part? Dominion, power, right? Belonging, be fruitful and multiply. There's the relationship. That's very relational. <laughs> very relational, that's right. Then here's one of my favorites before we uh, move on. John 1, verses 1 and 2 and then verse 14. Now listen to this. this. If you don't see the power and relationship, you're missing it completely. Listen to this. John 1, verses 1 and 2. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. What is that? Relational or, or powerful? Both. It's actually more powerful. It is a relational component among the Godhead, but it is all power from the viewpoint, He's God. He's different than us. Now listen to verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Wow. Combine those two together. In the beginning, you have this powerful God who is the Word, and He was in the beginning with God. There is a relational component among the, among the Godhead, but not with us. And then it specifically says, by the time you get to verse 14, and he came and dwelt among us. Well, there's plenty of other, other verses. In fact, John 3 is one of those verses that people can often refer to as kind of like the love chapter because here we have John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. We focus on that one. But if you just go to the very end of John, John uh, 3 and see verse 36, what does it say? He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe in the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Power! I mean, all of, all of the chapter is about relationship. Pay attention to this relationship that I'm wanting you to have with me. And if you don't have it, bad things are going to happen. Power. I can understand how you're talking about separate, powerful, relational nurturing, how this is men, how this is women. But what about my other relationships? So if I've got too many men in one room, you're telling me, well, power. If I've got too many women in one room, it's going to go haywire. What I really believe is that God not only planted his image into men as powerful and women as relational, but he also planted his image into each individual. It's just that we can't do it as completely as we can when we are in relationship with the opposite sex. And that's why you've got those little slide switches in the study. Exactly. Guide. Well, I mean, just think about, just think about hormones. I do have some estrogen progesterone, a little, little bit, but I do have some. I deny it. <laughs> That's right. And women have testosterone. It's not as much. There is a predominant hormone and a, a, and a an, another hormone. Both, both are there, but not in the same mixture as you can have when you blend the female and the male together. So men can relate. There's no doubt about that. Men can relate. They typically relate around what? Work and activities. 
How do women relate? They typically relate around heart things, things that they have a feeling for, the relationships component. Let's then make certain that we understand why are we talking about this again? Let's go back. We've talked about the design of men and women, that the men are designed to be powerful workers. Women are designed to be relational helpers. That's how they are designed. Why are they designed that way? Because it fulfills the image of God when the two are coming together in marriage in particular. But we also, just like we got through saying there, each individual, a man has the image of God in him, a woman has the image of God in her. So there is that component of individuals have it. I just believe it's more appropriate to consider it in relationships. Okay, a couple of visits ago, you said, yep, we have this, but we like to call it, what was it? Loving leaders and leaders loving? That's right. That's a great Marlon Howe phrase. Loving leaders are what men need to be. Just look at the power there. But it also combines the relationship, right? Because most of us consider loving, it's a relational term. It truly is. It's a decision to love, but it also is a decision to relate to another person, specifically the way God wants us to relate to them. So a loving leader, relational power, and a woman to be a leading lover, to be working in the relationship in such a way to help that relationship work in a relational component. Okay, you're starting to convince me because I didn't know that I believed it at first, but you were saying as we look at this image of God that life begins to take on different meaning when we see it through the image of God. Right. In fact, one of the things that I hope that you do, and we'll talk about this a little bit more once we get into the next section talking about distorting the image of God, uh, reflecting and distorting it is really the way we're talking about is if you start using the image of God as you look at words like, here's a word that's often misunderstood, submission. Submission has a powerful component and it has a relational component. And where people miss and get mixed up is they start focusing on one to the detriment of the other. Submission is most often talked about in many circles as powerful. Just do it my way, wife, or just do it my way, person, as opposed to mutual submission. In other circles, that's how they talk about it. Uh, We just all need to mutually submit to one another. Look at it through the image of God. The image of God says, yes, there is a powerful component for order. And the mutual submission is for harmony. See, it, it, com- it has both components in it. And, and we're, so then this is true not only in marriage, but my question before, all our relationships. All relationships, that's Because right. all our relationships, married or not, we're asking someone to submit or to do something else. And there is a reason for submission to maintain order, and there's a reason for submission to develop harmony. Okay, what about the other side? What about leadership? Leadership is the same type of thing. Uh, There is a powerful component for for leaders, and at the same time, a leader is to be serving as opposed to be lording it over. That's what we see in God's Word. It fits all of the same issues when we look at there is a powerful component and there is a relational component. We talk about it, the results and relating continuum in leadership. If you okay, want, now, but that's at our other website, greatleaders. That's right, greatleaders.com. That's exactly right, where you can see that component. But results is all power. Relating would be just what it says, all relating. You've got to have the right mixture of those type of things as you're working on relationships. So what we want to be doing here is understanding that it fits you know, theological words, but it also fits life. 
when I started understanding a little bit more about the image of God, I saw it operating in the way that this business that I worked in at the time, a large oil and gas company, was operating in distorting the image of God, and therefore things weren't working very well. We were trying to relate to Wall Street to do what they wanted to do, as opposed to operating with some power doing our strategy according to our strengths. And when you distort it in that way, it creates a real problem. When you say distort, you don't mean we were offering up idols. We weren't using the right proportion is the right way. We can't be like God from the viewpoint of do this 100%. We can use the right proportion for the right situation. Okay, I'm going to ask you about this again after the break. You're listening to Herman Even here with Paul Moore. And you can find us and like us on Facebook or visit our website, get the study guide, see the videos. That's greatrelationships.com, gr 8 Relationships.com. Here are two great quotes for great relationships by Dr. Marlon Howe. Men and women are equal in value, different in design and role. And He who has the most invested loses the power. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R numeral eight relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. back. You're listening to Great Relationships. That's grnumeral8relationships.com. There you can find a study guide and additional videos, especially in chapter two, to go with what we're talking about. Herman, before the break, I had simply asked you, wait, I'm starting to see the relevance and importance of understanding God's design for men and women in a marriage. What about the rest of my relationships? Okay, you help me walk through the man cave. <laughs> you, <laughs> you also help me with women taking tea, you know, mm-hmm. and then you took it to a place I never expected. And you said the company I worked for had an inappropriate relationship with Wall Street. Not that you did anything wrong, mm-hmm. but the appropriateness of relational and power. That's right, distorting the, the, the right proportion. And we need to have that right proportion all the time. I mean, you know, we were just talking talking at the break about buying a car. <laughs> just just think about it from that viewpoint. Uh, if you if you go in to buy a car versus Francis buying a car, how how do you think that might be different? It's totally different. I walk in and say, "This is what we can afford," and if you can't help me, I don't need you. Have a nice day. And, and she's like, "But I need them to like me." Yeah. So so notice the image of God 
is being utilized there in the designs of men and women. Now, the development of people, I'll say you can just throw that away in this discussion because you could be developed the opposite direction and the image of God will still show up. For instance, a woman might of the marriage might be the more powerful one and the man might be the more relational one, but the image of God is still there. It's just not being shown up in the designs the way God wants it to be seen. Yeah, but that's development, right? And that's I know you're going to say, yeah. we'll talk about that later. No, actually, we're going to talk about it right now. <laughs> because what we want to end up with is the image of God does show up in relationships, and it showed up immediately in Genesis chapter 3, first and foremost. If we understand that man is designed to be powerful, woman is designed to be relational, what happened in the context of the first sin? What happened was woman, Eve, became the powerful leader, and Adam, uh, the man, became the follower. God said in Genesis 3.17, here's why I'm judging you, because you paid attention to her, you didn't pay attention to me. So he was following and he wasn't leading. So it shows up immediately. When we don't pay attention to the way we're designed, we will end up inevitably distorting the image of God and creating problems for ourselves. And marriage in particular suffers from this more often than not. I'm, and obviously the judgments, but the designs of men and women, what we end up doing, my, my speculation is that above 90% of marriages are role-reversed marriages. And that's my experience. So does that mean we're doomed? We've been consigned to just... No, I'm saying that is, a, that is just because the judgments are at play with these designs. Men are tending to follow and women are tending to lead. That's a, that's a component of the message of the world, of what Satan is trying to pr propose to the world at this point in time. But, Herman, I can't help but think that, and we did a study at this at our church, bless God, it was one of the most impressive things I ever said, where the men came up and said, you know what, we've made a mistake. We've been teaching our daughters to be better sons. That's right. That these women were going off, going to school, getting careers, getting married, and then had been taught, you're supposed to submit, but how? And notice anything, all, all of what you said is going to be run through this filter of, you know, you don't like women. You don't, that isn't it at all. All we're doing is talking about God's word here. Okay, and so help me get this filter. Help me get it. So this, I can... this filter is simply the image of God. When you start looking at life through the image of God, that there is a powerful component to life and there's a relational component to life. If you start seeing it through that filter, you're going to be starting to understand how to do situations more appropriately. Okay, but I remember the first time I heard this many years ago, sitting in your class, and I said, I raised my hand, and I said, oh, so you want us to have a, a, a correct balance? And you said, no, Excellent. not balance. Proportion. Absolutely. That's critical. The way we like to talk about it in our leadership classes, in our leadership material, is results and relating. You know, another two common words that you can use for powerful and relational. So every situation, going back to going back to the idea of uh, the buying the car, the man might walk in and be more powerful. He just wants a result, and he might just wait it out and negotiate for the price, and he's going to walk away if he doesn't get the price. The woman might might go in and just want to, you know, I don't want to make him mad. I want to have a friend, you know, here, and that's that's what we end up not not seeing. That would be very likely true because too many men 
do not understand their design. Too many women don't understand their design. We are understanding the message of the world, and the message of the world is that men are to be more like the pro football image that you see on Sundays. Men, burly, you know, masculine from the viewpoint of not masculinity, but just muscle and power, and we see the relational component represented as what? The sexy cheerleader bad image. That's a bad thing. That isn't what God is wanting at all. It doesn't reflect reality. It doesn't reflect his design. We don't have enough time to continue with this discussion right now. So I invite you to go to our website, greatrelationships.com. That's GRNumeral8relationships.com. You can do a couple of things. You can go to the radio tab. You can listen to this or other programs before. You can share them with your friends. You can even non-offensively share them with someone you love going, hey, have you considered this without saying that? You can also go to the videos and download the study guide and really dig deeper. We'd like to know what you think. Again, that's great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. Welcome to Jack's Automotive Repair. How can I help you? I'm having a problem with my car. My horn doesn't work when I press on my brakes. You must be confused. That isn't how it's supposed to work. I probably am confused. Just like the world is confused about God's design for men and women. God has designed men to be powerful and for women to be relational. But the world is trying to make women be powerful and men be relational. Everything is flipped from what God's word offers. So you're saying men can't be relational and women can't be powerful? Men can be relational and women can be powerful but it needs to be in the proper proportion, otherwise it distorts the image of God, and that creates the problems in our relationships. Marriage in particular suffers from this more often than not. Join us next week when Herman invites you to have your relationship reflect the image of God. Using your horn is optional. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.